What lies further into the world? What reveals itself when you look hard enough? What is in that closet? What could that malice be? What is in the closet down the hall? Work wasn't hard. There weren't any big projects due, and I definitely wasn't having trouble with a girlfriend. So why was I freaking out about a closet? I thought it was just random anxiety, that it would go away if I took an extra pill. But that feeling that I had, the want to be protected, to lie in between my parents in their bed, to have my mom tell me that there was no monster silly. But nothing like that came. It was days of not doing laundry, not going to the bathroom as best I could, and fearing just a closet. I knew that I couldn't talk about it at work. Everybody would think that I'm crazy, that I'm not mature enough to know that it was just a closet. But this wasn't just a closet. The feeling of malice and darkness that it gave off. It was nothing like turning the lights off before you're in bed. It was just plain wrong. One late Friday night, I finally brought up enough courage to do my laundry. Such a simple task, it seems, but for some reason it wasn't. My clothes seemed too heavy. They felt damp. They even felt alive. Nevertheless, I pressed onward. I put the detergent in, put it in my clothes, and turned it on. Everything was normal. It was all fine. I left the room and went to my fridge. There was nothing in it. I needed to go out. All my good clothes were in the wash, and I didn't have any food. Figured maybe if I'm going out, I could get a date. Doesn't matter what app I used, just matters that I found someone. She seemed perfect in the moment. Black hair, hazel eyes, casually fancy, and somehow we matched. This was a great moment for me. It had been months since I'd been able to have a date with someone who actually looked good. I went to start chatting with her when I heard a noise. No, not the whir of the washing machine, not the house creaking, and not someone knocking on the door. It was a hum, a hum like the universe had gotten slightly out of order, a harmonic resonance of the world trying to right itself, and it was coming from that closet. I tried to ignore it. I started the chat with this girl. Her name was Valerie. She worked at a small restaurant in town, and her shift was over. She said that she would get a discount, and that they make pretty good food, and that maybe I could go to her place after. I was excited for the first time in a while. The washer was done, but I still needed to dry everything. It was 6.34. I told Valerie that I could meet her there at 7.30. I figured that a shower would be a good idea. Clean myself, buy some time for the drying, which I'd put the clothes in and make myself fresher. The only thing is that I'd forgotten about the closet and the hum. I pushed past it. With how happy I was, this wasn't a problem. One shower later, I picked out my best outfit. It was a sundress with a lake dotted with lily pads and a field of lilac flowers printed on it. Funny thing is, I don't remember buying that. I slapped on some makeup. It was 7.17. I rushed to my car. It was 7.20. I started driving. It was 7.34 when I got there. Not too bad for doing everything 30 minutes before. I walked in the door. It was called Neon's Table. Seemed fancy. 
The inside had a nice ambiance. The lights were low, and there were candles on the tables. There weren't many people inside. Only two tables had people at them, and only one was a table for two. I walked over shyly. She looked just as good in real life. It was amazing. I was on a date with the perfect girl. I got to the table and tried to say something, but all I could muster was a meek, Hi. She looked up from her phone. I'm not sure what she was looking at. The screen was just dark. She smiled and said, Hello. Her voice rang in my ears. It was perfect. A complete, perfect human being. Please, sit, she said. I sat. Ooh, lilacs, my favorite. I almost shut down. I didn't deserve her. Why should I be able to call this perfect person my girlfriend? There were already menus and waters at the table. We talked. She told me that one of her favorites were the stuffed mushrooms. I didn't like mushrooms, but I ordered them anyway. I couldn't disappoint her. We talked some more. We were having a good time. Then it came back. The noise. The hum. It was like it was coming from her. Maybe such a perfect person couldn't exist. I shook it off. It wasn't real. It was my anxiety. That's right. Nothing wrong with this at all. Everything is fine. The noise went away. It was gone. Replaced. The clunk of dishes on the table. Our server put bread down. Then they went back into the kitchen. The bread was so light and airy. It seemed less like bread and more like holes. But it still tasted good. Valerie told me about how she'd walked here. Her house wasn't that far, and she had had an hour. But my place was closer, so we decided to go back to my place. Our dinner had arrived. The stuffed mushrooms were put on her side, and in front of me was a soup. I had no idea what it was, only that she had ordered the comble de vide. The server left, and we switched our plates. The mushrooms were bigger than I had thought, and they didn't really have that much filling. But I couldn't complain. It was weird. I knew I didn't like mushrooms, but for some reason these were delicious. And it wasn't just the filling. It was like this perfect person in front of me was compelling me to become perfect for her. Dinner was over. We drove back to my place. It was dark. The city's street lights illuminating the streets. The neon signs on motels displaying that they had a vacancy. The smooth road under us, and cold air coming in through the passenger side window felt good. As the darkness of the night enveloped us, and the world became peaceful, we drove down that city street. I wouldn't be late for work tomorrow. It didn't matter how long I stayed up. I realized that what I was feeling was bliss. A pure happiness spreading throughout me. It was the first time I had felt anything like it. And it was beautiful. up the next morning with heat next to me in bed, a feeling I hadn't had in months. I thought that my struggles were over, that I was finally rid of my paranoia about the closet, but all of that disappeared the second Valerie left my house. <laughs> the hum returned, and with it came cracks. Either I was schizophrenic, or this was real. The door was starting to break, and inside of it was just darkness. Not like a light was turned off. Like there was nothing there. I had a reason to be scared. I had a reason to call someone. To get this checked out. I rushed to my phone. 
searched for a repairman and dialed their number. Do not worry, everything is fine. A dispatch team will be there shortly to help you. There was no red. It was just that. I called again. Do not worry, everything is fine. A dispatch team will be there shortly to help you. Every time I called them, immediately after pressing call, that would play. I was terrified. I couldn't call anyone. Maybe I could text. I rushed to try to text Valerie. But once it was sent, a message from a number that I didn't know came in, and my text didn't go through. The message was the same as when I would try to call someone. What the hell was a dispatch team, and why did I need to have one sent to me? I ran to my car and jumped in. I didn't know where I was going, but I knew that I needed to not be near that closet. Valerie was probably on her shift. I might be able to talk to her and see if I could stay at her house tonight. A repeat of last night wouldn't be so bad. It was 1.42. I didn't know where she was. I didn't know when she would get off, but I would just have to wait. I don't know how long I sat in my car for. All I know is that Valerie came out of the building and I jumped out of my car. I ran towards her. She looked startled and confused. Come back for more, she said. I said that I wanted to stay at her place tonight, and she asked why. You won't believe it, but I think there's something evil in my closet. She looked surprised. She was looking at me like I was a completely different person who she met last night. Do you have any meds that you forgot to take? I was beginning to get frustrated. Do you want to see it? I really didn't want to go back to see that closet. But I knew that if I wasn't going to for the rest of the day, I had to do this. Sure, and even if that closet isn't evil, you can stay at my place tonight. We got in my car and I began to drive to my house. Last night was so good you didn't change, huh? I was able to keep conversation. It wasn't a great one, but it distracted me from the fear from the terror that was seeping out of those cracks. We arrived and we got out. I opened the door and started to hear the hum. I stepped inside, dreading the fact that she might open the door. As she stepped in the house, I heard a hum start to come from her again. The two hums started to resonate with each other. They matched each other. She walked towards my bedroom and pointed down the hall. This closet, she said. I tried to choke out words. The meek, yes, escaped my throat. She walked down the hall with purpose. I walked to my bedroom doorway and looked down the hall. Her hand wrapped around the handle and started to turn it. I heard the clicks of the doorknob as she began to pull it out. The door opened and I saw in it a lake dotted with lily pads and a field of lilacs inside of the closet. Time slowed even more as I heard Valerie say, Lilacs. My favorite. She started to walk towards the door, one foot at a time, a beating universe to her step. As she entered the field, it disappeared. With it went the hum, and the malice, and Valerie. its insides turned to nothing. A void. No light. No life. Just pure darkness. I fell to the ground. 
tears streamed out of my face. I was on the ground for a while. I heard people walk through the door. Looks like she's fully compromised, one said. We taking her to base then? Another one said. I think so. It was the first voice again. Ground team, take care of the anomaly. We'll make sure she doesn't remember. I was put in a car and driven somewhere. I got taken and put in a chair. I woke up Sunday morning not remembering what happened on Friday and Saturday. Must have gotten blackout drunk and had some fun. I walked to my bathroom and started my day. Done is by me, Theo, but the music is by Daniel Birch on the Free Music Archive, as well as Antonio Bizarro on the Free Music Archive. This podcast is by Low Listens. Podcasts on Low Listens include Remnants, Waking Nightmares, and World Undone. If you like what we're doing and want to support us, you can find us on Patreon at Low Listens. If you want to contact us, you can email us at lowlistens at gmail.com. And if you want to check out our Instagram, that is lowlistens, at lowlistens2. Bye.